This episode has been brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Sister Sunday Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Jay, and we're so excited to have you guys back. We're excited to have new listeners tune in. Thank you so much for all the support you guys have been giving us. It's always greatly appreciated. Continue to support us, and we'll continue to bring you good content. So today's episode is a special episode. Kim and I decided to look at things as we do on this podcast through the many different lenses. Today's topic is sleepy things because we all need our Z's and we want to take some time and acknowledge that. But we also want to look at it from different perspectives. What happens when we sleep and what are the different perspectives? that we ought to know about sleep. We're gonna talk about all the sleepy things, about dreams, about the spiritual connection of sleep. Stay tuned. But before we get started on that, of course, today we want to bring out our card for today's episode. And today I decided to pull from Santa Muerte. Santa Muerte was my first official tarot deck. And let me tell you guys, listeners, Kim, you remember the story? I ordered Santa Muerte on Amazon, thinking that it was going to get here in two days as Amazon Prime delivery states. But Santa Muerte deck had other plans for me. It decided to go on a worldwide adventure and go to Vermont, go down to St. Louis, go around town before it decided to show up in my doorsteps. Ever since then, Santa Muerte and I have been having an adventure of a lifetime. So much so, on a good summer day, I go to my car and I'm looking for Santa Muerte. And I left it in my glove compartment. And Santa Muerte was shredded by a creeter (laughs) that thought Santa Muerte was delicious. (laughs) But nonetheless, Santa Muerte still lives and is here to give us the message of today. And the card that I picked for today is the star card. And of course, as always, we will put a picture of the card and the deck on our Instagram. On this card, I see a skeleton in water. Half of their body is in the water. Half of their upper body is out of the water. They have this beautiful headgown piece. And they have two hands holding some water in the palm of their hands with a star coming above their head crown. It's so beautiful. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. But Kim, what do you think this represents for today's episode? The star represents the Aquarius. So that's an Aquarius card. And it also represents healing, creativity, calmness. That's what usually happens when we sleep. Yeah. Most of the time when we sleep, if you're not having a nightmare of some sort, which I hope you're not, but most of the time when we sleep, that's when we're calm, that's when we're peaceful. A lot of people have images that come to them in sleep, so that's where their creative side pokes through. And then also healing. When you're feeling sick, when you're feeling sad, you're feeling upset about something, you take a nap, usually you wake up feeling better and refreshed. So the star card has a lot to do with getting ourselves together becoming aligned with oneself yes and then also with the star card as far as like on a spiritual aspect it's a good sign it shows that you're very in tune with the spirit world and what happens a lot too when we sleep whether people believe it or not we tend to 
jump to other worlds and other realms and get messages or see things. So mm. that ties in a lot today with our episode. Perfect for today's episode. The Santa Muerte wanted to make an impact and it surely did. Thank you, Santa Muerte. And listeners, by all means, go check them out. Beautiful cards. I love the art and I hope you guys enjoy it too. Let's go ahead and get into it. Now that the star has set the mood for the episode, let's go ahead and get started. Ooh, okay, okay. So first question, Kim, do you like sleep? I do enjoy sleep. I love sleep. As a child, because I used to have crazy dreams and I never really understood them, I used to be kind of scared to go to sleep. But now I will take a nap in a heartbeat. Don't test me. I will take a nap after I have breakfast. I'll take a nap in the middle of the day. I try to go to bed early some nights because I enjoy sleeping. So yes, I enjoy sleep. Ooh, I agree with you. I've always enjoyed sleeping. I've enjoyed the idea that it takes you out of this dimension and it allows you to feel different kind of freedom that you don't get in our living everyday today life. Did you know that a third of our lives is spent sleeping? You mean the average person? Because a lot of people don't get much sleep. So maybe for the average person, that makes sense. I think overall, it equals to about a third, even if you're not average or even if you're not sleeping as much. Because adults tend to not get as much sleep as children do. So I think in that math, it balances itself out to equal about a third. Yeah, I could believe that. We sleep a lot. There's 24 hours in a day, right? And You know, time is not linear. (laughs) We don't know anymore. Well, for what I've been told all my years of living, there is that. 24 hours. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, from the information I have been given, there are 24 hours in a day. <laughs> and we're supposed to sleep eight to 10 of those hours as adults. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of time that passed by. So that makes sense if we sleep about a third of our lives. A long time to be sleeping to be quite honest. And it goes to our point of how do we not think we're somewhere else that third of the time? Our energy, it's not just dormant. (laughs) Dormant. (laughs) That, it's not that. (laughs) Well, I've always been told too, we're closest to death when we're sleeping, which makes it easy for a lot of people to pass away in their sleep because they're already there. So I've always been told that, and that makes sense. Like, if we're that close to the other realm, the other side of the of the world, of the, I guess, what's the word okay, for the other side of the veil? So yeah, that energy is somewhere else during that time. And if it's not meant for us to stay on that side, our energy comes back to us. Ooh. Have you ever had issues sleeping? I know you said that when you were younger, you did. But as an adult, have you? Only on nights when I'm really anxious for whatever reason. If I have a lot on my mind, I don't sleep well. It doesn't happen as often because I'm learning how to manage it. But there have been times as an adult, I would stay up till 3, 4 in the morning and wake up at 6 because I couldn't sleep. Ooh, so you're avoiding sleep. When I have moments like that, yes. But it's not like I'm purposely avoiding it. Like I'm laying down, I'm trying to be peaceful, the TV's off, there's no sound. And I just can't get comfortable enough to sleep so it's not intentional yeah it's never intentional to lose sleep at least for me I know some people are afraid of falling asleep and do you know what that's called when people have a fear of sleeping yeah no I don't know what it's called oh let me try to say it in my espanol somniphobia 
Oh, okay, yeah, because insomnia means lack of sleep. So somni plays into it, somniphobia. That makes sense. Yes. So people are afraid of falling asleep for whatever reason. Maybe they're afraid that they're not going to wake up or they're afraid of the dreams that they're having. Whatever the case may be, it is a thing. That's kind of sad. <laughs> do you feel like that you, I know you don't have a fear of sleeping, but do you feel like you've had nights when whatever was going on in your life prevented you from getting a good sleep? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of our waking day plays into our sleeping habits. And of course, even though I do enjoy sleep, I think also I use sleep as a getaway. So I always tend to be like, well, maybe if we go to sleep, then we don't have to think about it. And the solution will come to us as we are sleeping. I love to do that. I love to take on the many things that are challenging in my life and put out my intention before I go to sleep of how do I resolve this or how should I be looking at this situation before I fall asleep. And I tend to wake up with a resolution that makes sense. That is something that is aligned with me and my spiritual being. It makes me think about the saying, when the sun is up, we do. When the sun is down, we be. So that plays a lot into that. Like you said, throughout the day, you're busy, this and that. But when you're asleep, you let it be. And that's when you take it all in. Yeah, I think we tend to believe that sleep doesn't create, there's no purpose to sleep. But sleep is powerful. Sleep is necessary, not just to recharge our battery, but to just filter things and That is so necessary in life. And that's the moment that we are the quietest. That's the moment where we are just being. But that's my favorite part of sleeping is the recharging. (laughs) It may sound (laughs) weird, but (laughs) that's what I enjoy. Like I get to go to sleep and wake up feeling like I can take on the world or, okay. I don't know if everyone believes this, but let's say that you have a cut or a wound or a scratch or something like that. When you sleep, that's when your body goes into overdrive to heal it. So you wake Mm -hmm. up feeling better. And I enjoy that part about sleep too. Yeah, there's research out there that says when you are sick, you go to sleep. That you let your body regenerate and it does it when it's sleeping because all of the energy can focus and go to that without you needing to put too much emphasis on other things such as your fingers, your toes, etc, etc. Because you're not moving, you're not digesting, everything slows down to focus. I strongly believe that. And that's the Mm -hmm. favorite part for for me. Did you know that there is a title for people who struggle to get out of bed? You know how you say that you feel recharged in the morning. And that's great because I think that's sleep serving its purpose. But some people don't like sleep. And even though that's not representative of both of us, there are people out there that don't like sleep and that don't like waking up. What's the title for those people? They see a girl, my Spanish and my English are on a hot date. (laughs) (laughs) well it doesn't make it i'm throwing my tongue in there too Uh, (laughs) oh my gosh so dysania if anybody out there knows how to pronounce it please help us out in our dms it is when you simply can't get out of bed for about an hour or two after you wake up and doctors don't recognize it as a medical condition oh really Mm -hmm. They tend to attribute it to nutritional deficiency or depression, which is like, well, isn't depression and nutritional deficiency something that could be categorized in the medical field? Don't we already do that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we do. Whenever you get sick or something happens, the first thing they say is change your diet, right? So yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't understand why they don't recognize it, but it's there. So people out there are having struggles getting out of bed is a real thing. We are recognizing you. Okay, so I'm assuming because everybody has a day or two. Well, I can't say for everybody. I take that back. Most people have a day or two when they find it hard to get out of bed. But if it's a chronic issue, then you'll be diagnosed with that. Well, you won't be because they don't label it as a diagnosis worthy. Well, okay, right. So you will fall (laughs) into that category if it's chronic versus happening only one or two days a week. Yes. Now we know. (laughs) (laughs) My heart goes out to you, even though I love sleep with your sleep because you and I've had this conversation before and I always thought this is mind-boggling but with your sleep how do you dream well listeners I am part of the 12% of people in the whole entire world that dreams in black and white the the craziest shit I've ever heard the first time she told me that (laughs) I didn't believe it at first I'm like are you sure you don't (laughs) see any color at all like it's like looking at your dream through a dog's eyeball because dogs see everything in black and white so you dream like a dog (laughs) yeah yeah well did you know that back in the day when there were no tvs of color more people were streaming in black and white the percentage was up to 75 percent of people were dreaming in black and white because there was no tvs in color (laughs) oh okay that makes sense but the people around them are in color yeah the tv was in black and white but then you had your color on your clothes the color in your hair it was a colorful world outside of the media transfer over in their dreams nope but you can say the same thing to me too i live a very colorful life (laughs) that you do (laughs) and my dreams are black and white and the crazy part is that kim and i have talked about this previously too I don't hear or and I don't speak in my dreams. So I can just intake information as a, oh, this person is saying this or this is happening because of my perception. But outside of that, I don't see mouth move. I don't listen. There's nothing to hear. So which is interesting because naturally your brain shuts down things in your sleeping habit that are not threatening but all the time brain all the time (laughs) (laughs) your brain is why you're different that's all (laughs) (laughs) what about you are there any fun quirks that happen when you are dreaming i can read in my dream and you're not supposed to be able to do that because (laughs) the part of your brain that helps you read and do all those phonic things that part of your brain is supposed to be sleep when you're sleeping my part of my brain doesn't do that so i'll read like full text messages in my dream i'll read signs i'll read fucking poster boards that are in my dream like i can read in my dream and i'll wake up the next day and be like okay so my text message said da 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 or the book page in my book said da 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 Oh, that's so interesting. Which is not normal, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a wiring differently part. I'm gonna have to check that out and see if I can read in my dreams now. I don't think I've ever been asked that, or I have really looked into whether I can read. I'm so fascinated by how I dream already that it took me a little bit to be like, oh, this is a little different than my peers, <laughs> and then my own kid too. <laughs> well, like you said, you're a part of that small twelve percent. <laughs> so, do you talk in your sleep? I've been told that I do, but I don't talk often. Hmm. Do you giggle? Uh, well, I'm asleep. I don't know. But <laughs> have people told you if you giggle? 
No, I've just been told that I talk in my sleep. Okay. And then when I do talk, it's not like I'm saying full sentences. It's like I'll say a word here and maybe 20 minutes later, a very low word there, but not like full conversation. That's so interesting. Why, you be talking in your sleep? Not necessarily, no, but I have had a sentence or two in my sleep from what I hear of other people, of course. Yes, and I hear my daughter laugh, crackling in her sleep ever since she was a baby, so. <laughs> Something's well, making her common. laugh. <laughs> they said that's common with babies. I was always told that if a baby laughs in their sleep, that means the angels are playing with them, or that means like an ancestor is visiting them. Oh, so, so maybe cute. your daughter is playing with angels or an ancestor in her sleep. Yeah, she'd be cackling. I sometimes sleep with her and she'd be cackling in her sleep and it would be waking me up like, oh, what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> at three in the morning, it's not so funny. <laughs> well, cackling is better than screaming. So take the cackle. That's cackles. true. Yes. <laughs> I like cackles. <laughs> So, do you remember your dreams? Not all the time. When I was younger, I used to remember them very well. But now, if I have a dream, it's a 50-50 chance it won't stick with me. Unless something really big happened in that dream. Yeah. I read something that said in the first five minutes after you wake up, you remember about 80% or 90%. I forgot the actual statistic, but you remember a significant amount of your dreams. But five minutes after that, you most likely forgot all of your dreams. So it's very normal to forget your dreams. I believe that. I had a dream a couple days ago and it stuck with me. But after I showered and got my day started, I couldn't remember shit about that dream. So I believe it. <laughs> I do have the tendency to, be- to remember the dreams and... I physically intake my dreams, which I also think is very unique to my dreaming experience. (laughs) So you said that you physically intake your dreams. Like what exactly is that? When I wake up, they're emotionally charged with my dreams. And that allows me to remember them more because they have that connection to my emotions. Okay, I'm thinking something like a dream journal because some people do quickly journal about it when they wake up. Mm, That's nice. I like that idea in theory. Yeah, it sounds nice. But when I wake up, I'm not for pen and paper. But teach your song, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Do what you do. Now with this idea of dreams floating around, do you believe that dreams have a meaning behind them? Yes and no. (laughs) Okay, good. We're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that every dream you have is supposed to signify something. But I do believe that there are certain dreams that we do have that have that powerful connotation to them and that are trying to tell you something. But even in that, we shouldn't put so much weight into the idea of oh I found this in a dream now I have to go follow it on my whole life I don't think that's how life works but to each their own you summed it up perfectly how I feel about it like I have people (laughs) around me (laughs) who have dreams and they think every dream means everything and when I try to tell them that it doesn't they get offended it's one of those things you take what resonates 
and leave the rest alone. If you honestly feel like there's a meaning behind it, okay, sure, pursue it. But just because you dreamed about sheep in a field full of lilies don't mean go find that field. It's not that deep. But I want to go find the field. It sounds kind of nice. Sheeps and lilies? Where they are? Not here where I'm met. So that <laughs> dream meant nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to... Whenever I do have emotionally charged dreams, I do like to quickly look them up real quick on google.com and see what they mean. And because I do believe to a degree that dreams do have a way of showing us our subconscious and things that we really don't want to see about ourselves and the things that we have experienced in life and our fears and our wishes and everything that we are too afraid to truly be in alignment with. So I do like to Google it real quick. And sometimes it takes me out by surprise. Sometimes it means nothing and I continue on with my day. But I do give weight to some dreams having to be interpreted. I can agree with that. I've done that before. One of my exes, his mother had a dream interpretation book. So when I would spend the night at his house, so I'm telling him myself, my mama don't hear this, but when I would spend the night at his house, if I had certain dreams, I would use his mom's book to see if there was a meaning to it. So I've done that before too. Yeah, I find that to be fun just because it's another way of seeing a different perspective on the world that we're living in. Now, we're talking about dreams and interpretations. What has been one of your most impactful or most memorable dreams you've had? Ooh, well, I have quite a few, honestly. Just to put one out there, I guess I'll go with one that really stuck with me the most is when I dreamt of my aunt shortly after she passed away. And it was kind of weird because it felt so real. She was standing right there. She had a special nickname for me that nobody else calls me. She was calling me that nickname in that dream. And it felt very real. And that was the first time I dreamt about her. And I woke up and I was crying because she had just passed away. I was still missing her. It was kind of heavy on my heart. But uh -huh. I remember having another dream about her maybe a month or two down the line. I was having relationship issues with my child's father. And it was set up like in the movies where it's a dark room with one light bulb and two people sitting at the table. <laughs> it was it was like that in my dream. I was at one end, she was at the other, and she was telling me, you know, you don't deserve that. You're way better than that. You know, you could do better. Just giving me advice. And in my dream, I was, who are you to tell me any of this? Why are you in my business? And she froze and stared at me and I was staring back at her and I woke up like, ooh, I done pissed off an ancestor. This ain't good. <laughs> You in trouble now. Shame on you and shame on your cow. <laughs> Disgrace to the whole family. But <laughs> but I felt bad like that. Okay, at this point, I was fuck him. I just pissed off my dad auntie. Like this isn't gonna go well. So maybe like <laughs> maybe I want to say shortly after that dream, she came back to me, and I remember feeling nervous. Like oh boy, I'm about to get it now. Something gonna happen. And she just hugged me. She just put her arms around me and hugged me real tight and was like, trust me, you're going to be okay. I know it's hard, but everything will be just fine. And I woke up feeling better. So I, you asked for one, I gave you three, but it's all about the same person. Oh, girl, <laughs> so, that sounds beautiful. It's a trilogy. It comes three in one. <laughs> okay, there you go. It was a trilogy of dreams. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that tends to happen a lot. I'll dream about an ancestor and usually it means something or just some comfort in me about something. And that is a dream that I remember 
from many years ago. Well, I hope she continues to visit you. It's been a while, but now that I spoke her up, she might pop up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. So what about you? What are some dreams that you had that really stuck with you or you really felt like meant something? Oh, I have plenty, but I do want to acknowledge the one that really made me believe in dreaming. And ever since I was young, I love sleep. So that's always been a thing for me. But when I was pregnant with my child, I didn't know if I was having a boy or a girl. I didn't want to find out for X, Y, and Z reason. And I remember dreaming of my daughter and us walking and me seeing her hair and me telling her, you have such beautiful curly hair. Wow, I made you. And she was just this beautiful girl. And I woke up the next day and I remember thinking, you're, you're a girl. <laughs> you're going to be my daughter. And I went on to pick her name, blah, blah, blah. And when I had her, I felt her. I'm like, wow, this was a little thing that visited me. But in my dream, she was older. In my dream, she was about seven or eight years old. And I had seen a glimpse of my future daughter. And I thought that was so special because not only does it talk about the fact that she gave herself away, like, mom, I want you to know it's me coming through. <laughs> but also about time in the dream realm there's still such a thing as time and we get to play with that in that realm and it showed that in that dream so I think about that dream anytime that I'm in my feelings about my kid because I'm like girl I met you before I even met you oh that's actually really sweet and that's really cute and it shows how sometimes dreams can foreshadow things to come in the future yes it was very cute so you probably don't remember this but around the time that you were pregnant or yeah yeah you were pregnant already I think it was around the time you had your baby shower I had reached out to you and told you I had a dream that you were sitting by my fish tank and every black person out there knows that when you dream of fish somebody's pregnant (laughs) (laughs) is that when I told you I was pregnant (laughs) yes that's when you finally came out about it either you had posted a picture of a baby shower Shortly after you had told me about your baby shower, it was something around your baby shower, but I had that dream prior to you finally saying something. And I was like, bitch, I knew you was by my fish tank in my dream. Ooh. <laughs> I was trying to tell you in the spiritual realm, bitch. <laughs> For listeners, you're probably like, wait, what? Uh, let's take it back. I was very private when it came to me having a baby. I was 20 years old, still in college. had just become estranged from my family. I was very private, very, very, very anxious about my pregnancy. That I didn't share that with a lot of people, but Kim was definitely one of them. But it wasn't until I felt comfortable completely sharing that and being at a place of peace with that too. So it took me a little bit. And that's totally fine. I mean, it happens a lot with women to be quite honest, but just know the fish told on you. <laughs> and any black person out there listening, they know what I mean when I say, when you dream of fish, you better call up every female around you and find out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> that was my kid telling on herself, Auntie, my future godparent, here I come. <laughs> 
now that we're on dream interpretations and fish having meanings and dreams, do you believe there are certain things, whether it's an owl, a fish, or anything like that, that can mean something? Yeah, for sure. I believe animals and dreams always have some sort of impactful meaning to the situation. Not too long ago, when I first moved to where I'm at now, I had a dream and I told Kim about it. <laughs> and I've had this dream come up, but with different animals. Talk about trilogy of dreams. My first dream was that a pink, this was the only one of the only times that I've dreamt in color, listeners. Because this is very important. <laughs> I had a pink moose in my house. And the whole time, and I still remember it so vividly, that the moose was inside the house. I kept thinking to myself, like, how am I going to get you out? You're a moose and you're huge. <laughs> and you're pink. Why are you pink? <laughs> and she was so serious when she called me about the dream. She was so serious and <laughs> and then that moose years later turned into a squirrel it wasn't a pink squirrel but it was the same dream of there's an animal in my house and I'm thinking to myself how did you get in and how am I gonna get you out well a squirrel is easier to fit through the door than a moose <laughs> you know what now that I think about it I'm thinking about that one time that I called you in real life that a bird was inside my house it was a foreshadow <laughs> oh, and a bird got it. <laughs> I still think about that. <laughs> I had to have a conversation with the bird. <laughs> she was. She was seriously trying to coach this bird and talk to him. <laughs> Not trying to. Not trying to, listeners. Dr. J. Little over here. I did. <laughs> and she was so. I don't know if you were scared or just kind of worked up, but you were. <laughs> it's a bird in my house. And I was like, it's a what? <laughs> and you was like, did you hear me? I'm burnt. <laughs> I was worked up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ooh, and that bird was small. But I coached that bird after I gathered myself and gathered my panties. I coached <laughs> that bird out of my house. And that bird said, oh, this way? And I said, yes, sir. The same way you came in, you got to go out. <laughs> So I forgot I was Dr. J. Little for a second. It just startled me. <laughs> I forgot I was spiritual. Oh, well, yeah, we all tend to forget that. Even like in your dreams, having dreams about the moose and the squirrel. You kind of forgot, like you kind of connected, honey. So that could have meant something. <laughs> <laughs> the Chicago J and me came out. <laughs> no, the Chicago came out. You would have shot that bird. Right. Ready for the clock. Where the clock is. About you, other than fish, do you think that animals and dreams represent something? Yes, I do. The fish is just one of them, but even now with the fish dreams, I'd be like, okay, now this is the third fish dream this week. Nobody is pregnant, like this can't be for real. So, the fish dream now, I kind of question. I do believe that owls represent something because owls connect you to other places, especially the afterlife. So, owls definitely represent something. And I believe that you dream about certain people when you have something going on with them. I believe you can manifest people in your dreams. There have been times when I dreamt of certain people and the next day they'll call me. Or there's been times when, when my dad was going through his health situation, I felt bad about not seeing him. 
And in my dreams, he would pop up in my dreams. When you come to see me, what's taking you so long? And I took that as a sign. Okay, bitch, get your gas money together. He's looking for you. So I believe things like that represent something. I believe that too. I think that people tend to shift their energy towards other people. And because our everyday defense is up, our guard is up energetically, but our guard is lowered when we're sleeping. That's how they come into the realm of dreams. And I do have a lot of dreams where I'm hanging out with people that I tend to avoid in real life. Let me ask you this, because this is something I heard before too. Have you noticed that at certain times, outside of hormonal changes or outside of things going on in your life, I don't know where you feel tired or you feel you're kind of in the mood all of a sudden, like in a sexual mood? When you're asleep? No, like just throughout the day, like you know throughout the day you're more tired than usual, but it's not because of something going on, like it just hits you out of nowhere. Or if you're just in the grocery store all of a sudden, that cucumber looking kind of nice and you kind of get in the mood, like something like that. That's a sign too that, (laughs) that's a sign too that somebody is trying to manifest you and probably through their dreams. They're pulling on your energy. Ooh, so if I get hot and bothered in the middle of Walmart. Somebody is probably dreaming about you. Or if you're just, (laughs) if you're driving to the store 10 minutes away, all of a sudden you want a nap, it's quite possible somebody could be pulling at you. Oh, that's so interesting. I did not know that. I do know this though, talking about spirituality. During a new moon, you get better sleep. And during a full moon, your sleep tends to not be so great. Talk about how there's energetical pull of a new moon, therefore better sleep and full moon energy is completely different. So that intervenes with your sleep. Right? I find that to be so true too. I definitely believe that. And I think the placement of the moon, like if the moon is in Virgo or moon is in Pisces or anything like that, it pulls more on certain people. Mm. Yes. So going back to sleeping and dreaming, what is your take about astral projection during dreams, during sleeping time? I've recently had a change of mind about astral projection. Oh, what is I it? Believe it? Marisha? <laughs> I definitely believe it's real, but people are so quick to claim it, not knowing what it is. And in the past, I was one of those people because I had very vid- vivid dreams. I would have dreams where I'm walking around my house doing day-to-day things and it felt very real. It was like I didn't want to wake up because it felt like I was living out real life. And then I'll jump up real quick because I'll tell myself in my dream, hey, this is a dream. It's time for you to get up. That's not astral projection. Astral projection is obviously the spirit leaving the physical body. Scary. But it's done and yeah, it's scared. But it's done intentionally. Me dreaming like that was not intentional. Therefore, I know now I was not asked for projecting like I thought I was. So it's real. It's very real. Mm -hmm. But it's not what people think it is. I agree. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. It's scary. In the spiritual realm, I get it. People can do it. Some people train their whole life to do it. They do it regularly. But from a spirit aspect of there are other realms of there are things in there me wanting to leave my body I'm good <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't scare me but I wouldn't do it on purpose <laughs> no I I think I've just for me personally I wouldn't want to train to do it or learn how to do it just because it, just how you know your parents tell you don't play with the Ouija board and don't play with evil spirits and don't be calling 
you know, who not who shall not be named into your realm. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to play with that. I, I know once you leave your body, other things can get into your body and you're not giving words of defense to your body. Like, excuse you? Uh-uh. I won't be coming. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's the part of learning astral projection. Like if you're doing it properly, you'll know to protect your physical body so nothing enters while you're... I don't know, on planet Mars, flipping pancakes. Yeah. It's a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it would have to be in the right circumstance. But says who that you'll come back to your body too if you're astral projecting. There's, for me personally, there are too many variables that signify a red flag. And I've seen enough carnivals to know that a bunch of red dots, I'm not going. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> now it's something astral projection that's something i would definitely want to talk to a professional about so i get a better understanding of it not saying that i would do it but just like you said all these variables and questions we have about it i would go to a professional before i jump right into it that's all same here so today i'm saying no i'm open-minded i i would be open to more information about it with credibility behind that information because like we said dreaming is another realm and we don't even know too much about dreaming enough to say that we are safe in that realm, but that's something that our body naturally does. So therefore we do build some sort of understanding that it's normal, but astral projection so far is not normal. Can we do it? Yes. The CIA has documents out there that says we have (laughs) done it. So it is possible. I know it's possible. I'm okay not participating at this current time. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I agree with that. I very much agree with that. I think people also tend to get astral projection confused with lucid dreaming because mm-hmm. that can be very vivid and feel scary as well. Yeah. Lucid dreaming, vivid dreaming, all of those are very different in in very small details. So look it up, guys. Google.com. Now, you have resources. Use them. Uh-huh. Do you ever sleepwalk? No, that's something I've never done. And I've heard scary stories about sleepwalking, so I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's another thing. Did you know that about 15% of the population sleepwalks? I believe it. I absolutely believe it. But that's something they will have to look into. I've been told sleepwalking is a sign of your body being possessed. I've been told that that's a sign that your brain isn't doing what it's supposed to do. I've heard scary things. (laughs) Yeah, that's another scary one that was that goes with the actual projection for me. I remember when I was younger, I slept walk a few times, but I would wake up in the living room and because I hit my foot on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> and I would wake up so confused, like, how did I end up here? And then I would go back, but I don't sleepwalk as an adult, which is good because I don't want to be part of that 50%. I'm already seeing black and white. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen somebody sleepwalk in person? That shit is weird. It's scary, to be quite honest with you. My daughter, you slept walk when she was a baby once, and that freaked me out. Oh, God. I would have been screaming. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't. They say that you. it's bad if you, like, wake someone up because they're sleepwalking you if you're th- thinking about it from the spiritual realm you, they could get stuck where they're at or something like that so you have to be gently and calmly t- 
telling them to get back to their room that they're sleepwalking and or <laughs> guide them. Good luck with that. If somebody <laughs> starts sleepwalking around me, like my nephew did it once when we were little, but we laughed at it because he was doing some weird shit instead of sleepwalking. But like <laughs> somebody's actually walking and they're walking like in a zombie-like trance, girl, I, I can't help it. I don't know how calm I'll stay. Well, you have to. You have to. Because then they, what if they get stuck in the spiritual realm, girl? Oh, you're going to be calling me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And when my nephew did it, it wasn't even walking. He was laying down in the bed and then stood up in the bed, beating his chest like King Kong, but he was asleep the whole time. So we were cackling around him, watching him do this. So that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's completely different. Yeah, there. I think it was, I don't even remember to be quite honest, but this was very young with my daughter and she just went to the kitchen to dra- grab some food. I'm like, yeah, that would be you. <laughs> See, she got hungry in her dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember telling her, go back to bed. You are sleepwalking. And she's like, huh? Okay. And then she goes to sleep in her bed and the next day I ask her about it and she doesn't remember anything, which, okay, I'll have to keep an eye on that because sleepwalking can be very, very dangerous. Oh yeah, especially if they leave the house. It could be really dangerous. I mean, in the house too is not safe, but yeah. Do you believe that dreaming is a form of time travel? Ooh! You know how I gave the example of me having a dream of my child in the future and how you said it was foreshadowing? Is it really foreshadowing or is it time travel? You know what? When you think about it that way, yes, I believe we do time travel in dreams. I believe so too. Because sometimes with time traveling is very detailed. You see this, you see that, you know this, you know that. Foreshadowing could be a little blurry. So if it's exactly what we saw in our dream, then it's probably time travel. I agree. I also think that the laws of physics don't apply in that realm. So for us to say, oh, it's not time travel. Well, you don't know what laws are in the dream world. So how can we even know? I believe it is time travel because how can ancestors visit us in dreams? How can we have a whole different life and different experiences in dreams if it's not? There has been many times where I dream about things that I'm having an experience of that I would not naturally have in an everyday life. Do you remember when I told you about me adopting a baby? (laughs) Yes, yes, I remember that. (laughs) And that was in my dream. And I felt like I was living out that life. So I do believe that dreaming is a different alternative or a different parallel life that we get to see and be a part of. So yes, thinking of it that way, I very much believe that time travel is very possible while dreaming. It just makes sense. I know scientists and physics and all those things want to dismiss it, but that's the point of scientists. Like they to commit to being against something they can't physically prove. So forget Mm -hmm. what they say. You can time travel in dreams. Mm -hmm. We can technically time travel in real life too, actually. Did you know that? With a time machine? No. Technically, they say... There's research out there that says that time travel is possible, but in the way that we think of it, in the theory that, oh, we get into a time machine and then time travel, that's not how it works. Time travel happens in the milliseconds of sometimes 
time feels like it's passing by really quickly and sometimes it feels like it's passing really slowly and the times where it's passing when it feels like it's passing really slowly time travel is happening oh there's research out there cia research or fbi research something something big (laughs) saying this (laughs) and it's creating this result of time traveling being real that's interesting i never knew that i just thought when time was going by slow that meant i wasn't doing enough i need to get busy yeah no time travel is real look it up listeners google.com learn something new today cool okay (laughs) all right so let's go ahead and jump into some facts i know we have sprinkled them in this episode i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode so far Let's go ahead and sprinkle in some more facts about sleep or things surrounding sleep that we thought were interesting. Okay, well, I'll start off. Here's one I found very interesting and I didn't know. Did you know that melatonin can cause nightmares and vivid dreams because it increases the REM cycle in our brains while we sleep? Ooh, no, I did not know that. So what is the combat? No melatonin? Yeah. Don't take any kind of melatonin. Like, I know we always want to jump up and use melatonin as a natural sleep aid. And even, I've been guilty of this too, giving it to my niece and my daughter when they're too busy at nine o'clock at night. But (laughs) you got to be very careful with it because it can make you have nightmares. Ooh, I've never used melatonin, but that's a good thing to know as reference. I found this fact interesting. Did you know that you lose a pound of weight just by sleeping and breathing and being sleep. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of it too deep because you know how some people say they don't eat before they sleep because it makes them gain weight. So, oh, well, maybe not. No, I think I one know. pound, one pound sounds reasonable that? though. It's the idea that your body still needs to use energy and a pound is enough energy to keep you over for eight hours. You know how we put our phone on low battery mode. That's what happens to our bodies when we're asleep. So that battery is still being used. It's just one pound of it that is being used versus however many pounds it takes for us to do our whole day. Oh, okay. Well, now that I know that, I'll keep that in mind. I didn't know that before. So here's another fact that makes me think I'm a little strange. You're not supposed to be able to smell while you sleep. And I can smell while I sleep. And my dad can also smell while he sleeps. Yeah. You are strange. It's a genetic disorder? Yeah, that's not normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got it from him because he do it too. The fact that I looked up that's very similar to yours is brain selectively filters out noises that may wake you up if it's not dangerous but yours is the opposite it still lets you smell it still lets me smell and read that's a good thing my brain doesn't let me watch in regular colors so i think you're still winning my brain over here in the 1970s they had color in the 70s your brain is like in the 50s Ooh, my brain don't even know what era it's in Did you know that the perfect nap is 26 minutes long? I have heard that before. Now, I don't know about how I feel about 26 minutes. I think it's a little too short. I'm gonna have to give it a try. But it's only a nap and naps are supposed to be short. Maybe that's right. 
report back. All right. So did you know that one fourth of married couples sleep in different beds? And that made me think of you. I'm like, oh, Karen. That's going to be me. That's me. <laughs> I know that one person and four people. That's going to be me. <laughs> I thought of oh. you. I'm like, you're represented, girl. Here we go. <laughs> oh, gladly. Hell yes. Give me my own bed. But why does that happen from what you read? <laughs> Well, there's many reasons. And I think it goes back to the idea of if we're truly trying to get to know ourselves, we have to get to know our sleeping routine as well. That's just as important. And it has to do with the people that we want to share the bed with. Vulnerability, it's it's how do, do they snore? Do they sleepwalk? Do they sleep talk? Do they wake up in the middle of the night more than usually? Like, what is their sleeping habits and routines? And you and I have talked about the idea if that works for you and your partner, then go be free. And I think as long as it's working for one in four married people, yeah, go for you. I did see this statistic that made me think of the idea. Well, maybe that's why it works. Snoring. 40% of males snore while 24% of women snore. And anytime you do have a snoring partner, consider the fact that you will lose one hour of sleep a night because they snore. So that extra bed over there is looking real nice. That extra bed in a separate room. Mm-hmm. Or a separate house. Oh. <laughs> you don't even want to sleep together in the same house. I'm not against it. Like, I see that's becoming... I know we're getting off topic. But I see that's becoming a thing of married couples having separate homes. And I'm like, okay, y'all catching on to what I was saying. But in this instance, yes, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> Kim, one last question. Yes. What is your routine to go to bed? Ooh, okay. It depends on the date and the time and the season. What I usually do, of course, hygiene, brush your teeth, wash your face. If it's certain days, I'll do a face mask before I go to bed. And I cannot sleep with the TV off. I have to have the TV on. So what I'll do, yeah, I'm one of those people. I got to have the TV on. I pick a show or a movie that I've already seen before. That way I can fall asleep and not feel like I'm missing anything. (laughs) That's weird. I know. But yeah, I sleep with the TV on. I must have blankets. You know how some people sleep with just a a sheet? I cannot sleep like that. I need a blanket to go with my sheet. So I have my sheet. I have my blanket. I like an even number of pillows. If it's one pillow, I need two. If there's three pillows, either I take away one or I go get another one. I got to have an even number of pillows. (laughs) And then I just lay there and I relax. I breathe. I watch the show I've watched 10 billion times. And next thing I know, I'm asleep. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, you and I are so different. What do you do? I don't do none of that shit. I brush my teeth, wash my face, floss, scrub my tongue, put some lotion on my face. Tell myself, ooh, you're so cute, girl. I don't turn on no TV. I don't have a TV in my room. I like to read before I go to sleep. I read one page, two pages. Maybe I'll dabble in the, you and I are so different in journal keeping. (laughs) I don't consider it journal keeping, but I'll dabble in what would look like a journal. My journals don't have lines. My journals are sketchbooks (laughs) and I'll sketch something or, or surround it with the creativity of sketching. And that's how I think about my day. 
and think about what I want to do tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, then what do I do? I don't have that much high maintenance in pillows. I have, I love pillows, so I have them everywhere. I don't like to sleep with one sheet either. I don't, I don't do that shit. But I do have plenty of sheets, especially because it's cold. So I have blanket on blanket on blanket. And I go to bed. I like to have a room that's dark. I don't like that extra extra light. Mm-mm. That keeps me up. The extra light is actually not good for you. Okay, here go another fact real quick. If you're trying to get a good night's sleep, turn your phone completely off and turn off the TV. The blue light from the TV on the phone affects your sleep. Yes. Even I though so. I know that. Yeah. And like even though I know that, I still have to have the TV on. I don't know if it's for background noise. I don't know if it's a comforting thing because I used to do it as a kid, but I got to have the TV on. Okay. And that makes sense. Sometimes you, I'll, sometimes I'll do this too. I'll put on a hypnosis to go to sleep with. And I have the best sleep of, sometimes I do. Sometimes I have the best sleep and sometimes eh, I am caught up in the hypnosis part and it allows me to continue my growth and continue my healing and all of that. Because again, I believe that we sleep for eight hours. You're going to be productive. So you're going to do something. Pay this rent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) He got me messed up today. (laughs) (laughs) So I do do hypnosis before I go to sleep sometimes or my daughter likes listening to white noise of any sort, whether it's uh, rain or nature, she'll do that. So we tend to do that as a family. And I think that's important. Sometimes I'll even turn on my diffuser and have the oil. And I think that's when I get the best sleep is when I get my diffuser going and my essence of you're going to get some rest and you're going to feel good. and. I love sleep, so I treat it as a as a date to myself. Okay, yeah, I like the idea of the diffuser, too. I usually do that depending on how I feel. If I don't forget, I'll mm-hmm. do that part, too. Mm-hmm. The diffuser be looking at me like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there are also, real quick before we close out, there are also podcasts that focus around sleeping, and one of them that I do listen to, and I'm hoping to include her in our segment for our next year podcasters, but one that I do listen to is Soul Sisters Sleep Meditation. She is real quick, episodes of like 10, 15 minutes, and she's just doing affirmations with like white noise in the background and meditation. I'll give you details on her in our next year podcast segment. But her out and also check out other podcasts that focus around better sleep. Yeah, that is so important. Whether it's hypnosis, affirmations, all of that. I feel like hypnosis, affirmations and white noise all falls in the same category of changing just the subliminal of your mindset. And all of that is beneficial for sure. There's that. We Ooh, I can't about- wait to hear more about her. Mm, dear podcasters, can you hear us coming up? She will definitely be included. I already wrote it down on my list. <laughs> but <laughs> So, Sister Sleep, I'm, I got you, girl. I got you. But <laughs> all that to say, I, I hope you all learned something new today. I hope that you continue to get a good night's rest or find ways to improve your sleep. I think today's episode was filled with different ways of getting better sleep, thinking of sleep, 
you guys should try them out. Tell us how you guys sleep. Do you guys like to sleep? Do you guys dream in black and white like myself? Or are you normal like Kim? <laughs> well, I'm not fully normal. I still sleep with my senses activated and <laughs> reading. That's true. That's true. So are you semi-normal like Kim? Let us know. Follow us on Instagram. So Sister Sunday Podcast. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Podcasts, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, you'll probably find us. Thank you for the support and we'll see y'all next time. This episode is being brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House.